You're listening to a 3CR podcast created in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au. So, here you are. Too foreign for home. Too foreign for here. Never enough for both. Ijuoma Umebinyo. Diaspora Blues. What makes you smile and adds a spring to your step? What does it mean to belong? And how do we build a home away from home? Diaspora Blues is a show that contemplates what is and what could be. Join Busto and Bigwa every Monday at 2.30 on 3CR Community Radio. Produced by Jan. Good afternoon or good morning, depending on what time you're listening to this podcast. Diaspora Blues is a 3CR program produced and presented on the sovereign lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Diaspora Blues also airs Tuesdays at 3.30pm on Radio Skid Row, a community radio station in Sydney. My name is Ayan Shirwa. I hope you are healthy and well. But if things aren't great for you right now, please know help is available. If you need to speak with someone confidentially, call Lifeline. Lifeline is a 24-hour crisis support line. The number to call is 131114. That's 131114. And on the program this week, we're looking at the horticulture industry and its exploitation of migrant workers. We have Sherry Huang from the Migrant Workers Centre on the show to discuss the survey that inspired the $9 a day campaign. That interview is soon, so stick around. And to all my people who lost their lives at the hands of white police. Shoot a brother in the back Black mother at her doorstep Impale a brother on a tall fence Another brother shakes Fully got no life left Take the body bag to the mish No respect, gunji bulls don't give a shit The young fellas get chased into the river And their bodies turn up And they're floating like ships Burnt in the back till his body turned crisp Blame for the rape cause she put liquor to her lips He's bashed in the pack, he got broken in the bits He's got his hands up, he's innocent He didn't do it Why my people gotta die? Ain't shit changed since we've been colonised We want land rights, but there's no treaty inside And we still gotta fight to stop escape taking lives I'm sick of it, sick of being traumatised Scrolling down my timeline till we lost another life It's ridiculous, I wanna heal as a nation But these ignorant dummies got me losing my patience But we still fight, ah, hold your feet sign Tricks playing in my mind, I'm out here trying to live it right Wondering if I die tonight, uh, 
It's heavy how we living, but we're living our way. Ready for the day in Miami, we pray. I pray that a small gear don't stay safe. And I hope that our babies get to see better days. Questioning if anything's ever gonna change. Locked in the cell and the smells real strange. Locked in my mind, but my brain ain't caged. I'll never simulate, I'm a proud dual bait. These white's power need to get the picture. If you don't stand with blacks, no, I ain't rocking with ya. Victoria Legal Service has launched a free information and advice phone service for people who have been stopped, questioned, fined or charged for breaching the new COVID-19 restrictions. Have you been fined or charged under the new laws or stopped and questioned by police for being outside? Call 0434 136 501. Weekdays between 9am and 5pm. That's 0434 136 501. Or head to fitzroy-legal.org.au for more information. You can also report incidents at covidpolicing.org.au. Fitzroy Legal Service is a 3CR supporter. You are listening to Diaspora Blues, a 3CR radio program. Before the community announcement, we played a track by Barker called Our Lives Matter. So we're now going to listen to an interview we did with Sherry from the Migrant Workers Centre. Sherry spoke to us about the $9 a day report and the survey that inspired the campaign. Hello, everyone. Um, my name is Sherry. I'm from uh, Migrant Workers Centre. I'm a um, member organiser in uh, Migrant Workers Centre, and I've been joining the union movement since uh, 2014. So started working for uh, Migrant Workers Centre since 2018. So the Migrant Workers Centre, alongside Unions New South Wales, organised an online survey called the National Horticulture Industry Peace Rate Survey. Wow, that's mouthful. Can you give us an overview of this survey? So the thing is, we have been working on uh, working together with this community for quite some time. So during the COVID pandemic last year, that Migrant Worker Center and Union New South Wales together we organized the online uh, backpacker forum, and then along with other organizations, including the community organization like the Korean group, Hong Kong group, Taiwan group, and also some European groups as well. So um, a lot of uh, questions has been raised during the forum. The people were asking about the peace rate and then about how much they're supposed to get paid. So we think it might not be a bad idea to start a survey and then trying to find out what exactly happened with this industry. And then to be honest, before us, I think there's no such survey that actually the participant is in this large scale. 
mm-hmm. in the country. I mean, so how many people took the survey? What are we talking about in numbers? So altogether, we got thirteen hundred workers complete the survey, and then about fifty two percent of uh, respondents they were female, forty four percent were male. And then they all from four, uh, 54 different countries. We're talking about across six different regions. So there's a term that I want to talk about. So it's a very new term for me, and I only heard about it through this report. And it's called peace rate. What is peace rate work? And what problems can arise from this type of employment? Yeah, so this is, um, so the thing is in the farm job, it's a variety of uh, different jobs, including like pruning, harvesting, picking, packing. And then sometimes the farmers might find it's a bit difficult to pay people under the RD rate. So they were more interested in paying people under uh, peace rate. So that means that depending on how much, how much stuff that you harvest or you pick or you pack, and then that's the rate they pay you. So with our survey, we find out that, okay, so second thing is, according to the Horticultural Award, if the farmer want to pay workers under peace rate, they have to sign an agreement. So unfortunately, during our survey, we find out 63% of the respondents, they were never given a choice between peace rate or hourly rate. And then 34% of respondents saying that they never had signed a peace rate agreement. And is this because they didn't know or? Yeah, so that's a problem we find that lots of time when people, are, um, lots of time that workers are actually trapped in that area. So the labor hire, a farmer probably sourcing the workers through a labor hire. So they can say that they have no idea how labor hire paying the workers. And then the other thing is we find that lots of uh, workers or backpackers, they travel to the remote area to do the job is due to the visa restriction. Like you have to do the 88 days. They force you to go to, to travel to the farm and then to do those of the job. And the other thing is the barrier, like, cause we're talking about people from overseas and then everybody is from different language background. So perhaps that they not really understand about their work right. And the final thing is the systematic issue. So for instance, if I'm being underpaid, the first thing is I probably got no idea I've been underpaid, but even I feel like to lodge the complaint, it turns out it's very difficult for me to lodge any complaint to the fair work ombudsman or to any authorities. Yeah, and it sounds like farmers and work hire groups can also wash their hands clean of this. Um, they can also blame each other and go, look, it's not my responsibility. So, you know, it's not on me to, to do that work. Mm, yeah, and then also like um, we have been dealing with lots of uh, similar cases is 
like the workers uh, contact us, migrant worker center and saying, hey, I'm not quite sure about my pay, my payroll, is it this right? And then after we check, we contact the farmer and saying, hey, perhaps you're paying, you are, you've been underpaying the workers. And they will say, oh, it's labor hire. It's not our fault. It's labor hire. But when we contact labor hire, they might come for liquidation or they just disappear. So people are trying to, I mean, those employers mm. or, or farmers are trying to shifting their responsibility. Yeah. And the survey also showed that they get paid close to nothing. And it's a travesty just how little they earn. But when you think about the labor involved to carry out this work, it's even like more shocking. Can you describe to listeners the type of tasks that workers carry out on these farms, just so we can get an idea of what this looks like and why their pay doesn't reflect that? Mm. So uh, according to the survey that we find out up to like um, 78% of respondents, they've been underpaid at some point when working in the horticulture industry. And 80% of participants were underpaid when pay a piece rate and 61% are pay uh will pay hourly rate when they will underpaid. So in total, that one third earned eight to eleven dollars per hour under piece rate arrangement. Mm-hmm. And then so the thing is we find out because we been sort this is this survey before this survey that we actually did the pre-survey investigation. So we're looking to all the job ads and then trying to identify which are the most common uh, crops that workers being pick or pack or pruning or performing any harvest work. So in total, we're listing 34 different crops. And then we ask the survey participant to answer the question, including because it's piece rate, it's very difficult to measure it. So we asked them how much you harvested and then how much the uh, the farmer paid you. So we do the calculation afterwards and then we find out like the most um, severe cases like people working in the grapes and then zucchini farm, they will earn average like $9 per day. So that's become our title of the report. Like, yeah, $9 per day. So what you're telling me is they're getting paid $9 a day and then they're also working these like crazy hours. How How is this even fair? Yeah, that's another issue. So we did ask about the employment and then conditions and then find out that 71%, they will employ as a casual. And then because the farm harvest season is varied, so sometimes you probably work very long hours. Sometimes it probably only one or two hours per day. So like 12% of the respondents, they say they have been worked as many as 20 hours a day. That's quite crazy. And then 25% were saying their um, shift was short as uh, one hour a day. We're going to pause this interview real quick 
And when we come back, more from Sherry. Luciano and Georgia Keats, supported by the Australian Queer Archive, present Queer Ways, retracing Melbourne's queer footprint. Queer Ways is a community art project that maps the queer history of Melbourne, combining our community's stories and voices, past and present, into a permanent, interactive record of being queer in Melbourne. Visit www.queerways.melbourne now to record your story in queer history and explore our city's untold history. Queer Ways, a 3CR supporter. You're listening to Diaspora Blues, a 3CR radio program that also airs on Radio Skid Row, a community radio station in Sydney. This week we're speaking to Sherry Huang from the Migrant Workers Centre about the key findings from an online survey that her organisation collaborated on. The Horticulture Industry Peace Rate Survey paints a glaring picture of the abuse and exploitation rife in the horticulture industry. We now return to our conversation with Sherry as she explains why some workers are reluctant to speak out and recommendations for improving the sector. Unfortunately, there will be people who are listening to this conversation and who will say, um, but why don't these workers speak out? You know, why don't they report this? From what you know, what are some reasons that people would be reluctant to to speak out publicly? I mean, they might talk amongst each other, but why do you think they wouldn't take the next step to report it? I think uh, first thing is the language barrier that I mentioned earlier. But the, the other thing is it's really very difficult to make a complaint because I had a case a couple of years back, similar case. It's like uh, it, it was from a strawberry farm worker. And then she told me that, hey, I'm not quite sure about my payment. It's so low. And then I'm not quite sure if this is right. So she told me that she contacted Fair Work Ombudsman. But that's lucky because she can speak quite good English so she can communicate. And then she said after she contacted the Fair Work Ombudsman that they send out the inspector and then to the farm and then ask around. And as soon as they find that somebody in that farm can reach that target, which is, we say, probably can earn a couple thousand dollars per week or something, then the agreement stands. So that means even those of the workers, they say they've been underpaid, according to the agreement that they sign, they agree to the payment. <laughs> do, do you get what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, okay. With all these like problems, what can be done? Like, are there recommendations that this survey came out with? Yeah, so that's why we're listing out lots of recommendations, in particularly targeting with their uh, entitlement. Like, we were hoping that uh, guarantee that all the farm workers in horticultural sector are uh, pay at least applicable minimum wage. So that also means that everybody get a minimum wage at least so um and second like introduce the enforcement program targeting the backpackers accommodation so there's a widespread complaint about the housing stuff uh, workers uh, probably travel to the regional area and then find out the landlord will charge them uh, 
very high fees and also probably got 10, 15 workers stuck in one house, this sort of a problem. So we were hoping that the federal government will have some sort of program, enforcement program to target this issue. And also uh, funding the union, trade union or community legal center to deliver information session like in the regional area and in the regular basis. So we can deliver those of uh, information session that based on the community, different community language and also criminalized wage theft. So in Victoria, we already got a wage theft uh, act and we're hoping it can be the federal level that we can capture like a uh, large scale of this um, underpayment or wage theft issue. And then the other thing is the national labor hire licensing scheme. We're hoping it can be like in federal level. And also the last one would be expand the social safety net to cover all the temporary migrant workers in the country. So what happened is late uh, during the outbreaks last year that we all heard that Scott Morrison was saying, oh, if you are on temporary visa, if you are backpacker, go home. And then there's no, they've been left out from all the support system. So we have received a lot of um, phone call from um, the workers. They were saying, I am stuck in the middle of nowhere. I have to do the self-quarantine even across the state, which not allowed. And I have to find myself a place to stay. So all the pandemic makes the things even worse for those of our farm workers. Mm. Yeah, in a few. God, that sounds scary to be stuck in the middle of nowhere. Um, mm. And then with the borders closing, I can't even imagine what that would be like. Um, yeah. Thanks for sharing these kind of stories. These are the kind of stories that go underrepresented. So I really appreciate you coming on and telling us what's happening. Yeah, we currently are running another survey that you can find via our website. It's called Skill Migration. So the government, the federal government is looking at reform, the whole skill migration program. And then um, we're trying to find out more about those of the temporary migrant workers, their working conditions, and then all the other status in the country. So if you know someone is from migrant background or are here uh, on temporary visa, you probably can spread out our um, survey. And also we just currently was just trying to submit a few inquiry, public inquiry about the migration issue too. And that is it from us. Thanks to Sherry Huang from the Migrant Workers Centre. If you have questions about the survey and their educational workshops, visit the Migrant Workers Centre at migrantworkers.org.au. You can also phone them on 039659 Three five one six. That's zero three nine six five nine three five one six. Their office hours are from nine a.m. to five p.m. Monday to Friday. Listen back to this episode and all of our previous episodes at three cr.org.au/slash/diasporablues.
If you want to know what we're up to, visit our Instagram page at 3cr.diasporablues. We finished today's show with a track from Barker called King Brown. I'm Ian Shirwa and you've been listening to Diaspora Blues. My ex called me toxic, called me King Brown Well if I'm so toxic, why you ringing now? You think you a man, this is my house I'm sorry, where the fuck is my crown now? I keep it, I just only want my land back to give it He ain't fucking with my mental cause I'm independent When I left him, he said go ahead, you regret it I ain't regret you cause look at where sissy's heading Booty ma, you don't speak my language I got signed up cause sissy is so hard to manage I got a vocab that stabs deep and leaves damage Got your new dog by checking in, she a fan bitch That's only standard, she demanded I respect him Hand lined up at Centrelink, demanding for a check Promise I wouldn't come for him, I'm coming for his neck I'm so sorry but it's time to rain down on that bitch Nah, ain't sorry, ask Mori, who the baby daddy me Tears pouring, sorry baby, you can't baby mama me And I'm sitting back yawning cause I'm living drama free And they keep running back to me cause Bark is a base Call me King Brown, you ain't fucking with me now Came too far just to go back down Call me King Brown But they all call me mommy, I ain't crying over Buddha unless that Buddha makes me money Give a fuck about these fellas, I just find them all funny How you get love sick, you make me sick to my stomach Baby, go and get a grip, crying like a little bitch Told you only want my kids and baddies, it, I'm sorry, Rick I just gotta get and go, I ain't mean to fuck around But titties got debts to it, don't want you to fucking drown I'm all up on my level, bud, maybe you should level up There's levels to this rap shit, and sis went and created one King Kong, now you can call me King Brown Put me on your ringtone and make sure that it ring Independent titters, you will make me big proud I ain't going back to nothing too windy for ghost towns Ah, and I ain't saying I don't believe in love I'm just saying I don't believe you, dog Call me King Brown, you ain't fucking with me now Came too far just to go back down Call me King Brown, making money out my mouth Yeah, it's fucking bitch and this is my fucking house Call me King Brown, you ain't fucking with me now Came too far just to go back down Call me King Brown, making money out my mouth Join me, Aya Cry with Ubuntu Voices. Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. on 3CR. Ubuntu is a Zulu word, meaning I am here because you are. Ubuntu celebrates the positive contribution African Australians make to our communities in music, academia, the arts, and everything in between. Come with me on a journey. Ubuntu Voices, every Wednesday at 8.30 p.m. None of us are free. One of us is chained. None of us are free.
Hi, I'm Jeffrey. I'm Alphonse. I'm Erwin. And we, we are, are from, from the Voice of West Papua. Tuesday, 6.30 until 7.30 p.m. News and music from West Papua. Kafiyas are Palestinian scarves and they're a symbol of support for justice for the Palestinian people. Buying one will support the last remaining factory in Hebron that makes kafiyas and all proceeds from the sales support projects in Palestine, especially Gaza, as well as local solidarity organisations. From the traditional black and white kafiyah to an array of modern designs, all scarves are just $30 each. Explore the range and order online or drop by 3CR during business hours. Where your support for the rights of Palestinians. Go to kufiyas.org.au. That's K-U-F-I-Y-A-S.org.au. A 3CR supporter. listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.